following is an R.E.D. Podcast Network production, bringing on-demand geek audio straight to your eardrums one podcast at a time. To listen to more great geek audio podcasts, check out the R.E.D. Podcast Network at redpodcastnetwork.com, iTunes, and Stitcher Radio. Welcome to the premiere episode of the Gotham City Podcast, Batfans. My name is Ian and I will be your host, talking you through all the latest news relating to the Gotham television series. So as I said there, welcome. Thank you for choosing to download this podcast and check it out. We are part of the R.E.D. Podcast Network, who do a ton of great podcast shows. They do the Coulson cast, which is about the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. They do a Paladin's Tale, for those who are interested in World of Warcraft. For those who are interested in craft beer, they do the 11pm Somewhere podcast. And if you're interested in cloud computing, they do the Slash Cloud podcast amongst many others, and you can check them out at redpodcastnetwork.com. So what can you expect from this podcast? Well, up until the release of the TV series, when it actually drops out sometime later on in the fall, you will get the latest news once a week coming in as part of this podcast. It'll be a news roundup and some opinion around that news as well. A little bit of background to me, uh, I am a huge comic book nerd, uh, number one, that's an important thing to this, number two, I really enjoy podcasting, and I do a number of podcasts as part of the already Podcast Network as well, and number three, more importantly, I am a massive, massive Batman fan, going all the way back to when I was just a kid, and Batman number 356, with the black mask on the front, that is me in a nutshell, so that is how far back I go and how much I utterly love this universe, and I love the state of it right now with the new 52, so there we go, I've just put my cards on the table to let you know what you can be uh, expecting out of this podcast, so let's get the obvious out of the way. The Gotham TV series actually got the go-ahead from Fox, and following the pilot order, So what they've actually gone out of their way is they've described it as an origin story for the great DC comic supervillains and vigilantes, revealing an entirely new chapter that's never been told. The lead role of this series is actually going to be played by Ben McKenzie, uh, who was actually in Southland previously, and he's going to be playing the role of Detective Jim James Gordon. And you know what? It'll centre around the early years of Gordon's efforts in the Gotham City PD in the wake of the murder of Thomas and Martha Wayne, and, you know, his growth to how he becomes Commissioner Gordon that we're all familiar with much later on. The cast is a really, really strong one, and I'm actually really impressed by this. You've got Donald Logan there, and if you don't know who Donald Logan is, he was in Sons of Anarchy towards the back couple of series. Uh, He was also in Blade as well. And he's going to be playing the role of Detective Harvey Bullock. Jada Pinkett Smith of Matrix fame and also married to Will Smith. She's going to be in there as crime boss Fish Mooney. And in the role of um, young Bruce Wayne, you've got David Mazouz, uh, who was previously in Touch. Now, the one thing just to bear in mind with this is, this TV show does not center around Bruce Wayne 
dealing with his pain in the wake of the death of his parents. Uh, 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 uh. No, it does not. It's following. He, he, the story is going to be in there. It's going to be the progenesis for like where the story evolves from and the progression of the investigation into that. And he will be in there as bit as part of it. Sean Pertwee, anyone who's been watching the Elementary TV series, fantastic show. He is actually going to be playing the role of Alfred, and they are going to be taking the uh, story of Alfred to actually be uh, where Alfred is a former army veteran who has since been retired uh, like from the British Armed Forces, and he will be Bruce's guardian and his guiding light in the world following the murder of his parents, as we all know. Uh, he was also in 51st State as well. He's an amazing British actor, and of all the time in the world for him. You've got Robin Lord Taylor, who's going to be playing the role of Oswald Cobblepot, a younger version of him, before he goes on to become the Penguin. You've got Cameron Bikandova, who's going to be playing Celine and Kyle, like a very young Selena Kyle, um, uh, again, before she becomes Catwoman. Erin Richards is going to be playing Barbara Keane, who goes on to become uh, Barbara Gordon. Um, and you've got uh, Zabrina Guevara, who's going to be playing uh, Captain Essen, with Corey Michael Smith guest-starring as Edward Nigma, who we all know goes on to become the Riddler. It's a really strong cast and it's something which I think is going to stand very, very um, very, very good terms for it in terms of like, it always gives it a good platform. If you've got a strong cast, you've got a good platform. If you've got a great script as well or you've got a great premise and a nice angle that's been taken on this, you know, you will always do particularly well out of that. Now in the last week, there's following the news that Fox had actually gone ahead and commissioned the series there had actually been sort of a, a couple of bits and pieces of news that popped out, including an interview with Entertainment Weekly with Bruno Heller, uh, who actually confirms that um, the Joker will, in fact, make an appearance in this. And you know what he said? The character will be brought in with great care and a lot of thought. And that he said that other villains, that they're thinking that they're going to be putting in, apart from the obvious Penguin, Catwoman and Poison Ivy, Harvey Dent will be popping up in this. Now I'm guessing that that's going to be a fairly young Harvey Dent, because as we know, Harvey Dent and Bruce are in around the same age, give or take. Uh, when he was asked about like which Batman characters you're likely to introduce this season, he said, you know, obviously the Penguin, Riddler, young Catwoman, Alfred, possibly Harvey Dent, Poison Ivy, and then there'll be others. But I hate to, and he says he's so used to doing a police procedural that I'm telling next week he's going to go there with this. It's very much going to be storytelling, and he said he'd be remiss in in, t in telling you like who will show up when, but he will say that they're not going to skimp on giving people the characters they want and expect from Gotham. And I think that's pretty important, because if the one thing that's been learned from the last year from some superhero uh, super comic book TV shows that are out there. Arrow gave fans what they wanted. It gave them the villains. It gave them some of the characters with a slightly new twist and new flavour and delivered it. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. realised that very, very late into the season when they actually did the crossover into Captain America did the appearance of Deathlock and the whole nine yards and it stood very well for them and it kind of, it actually saved that show I believe, personally. Um... When he said, but when and how they're going to show up is half the fun. Penguin is one of those guys that as soon as you see him, you go, oh, this is the Penguin. It'll be hard to disguise him as somebody else. Now, in the uh, interview part the way on, he said that uh, the interviewer, he's talking about the killing joke. 
and the interviewer comes back around to it and goes, you know, you mentioned the killing joke, so will you bring in the Joker? And he said, you know, he's the crown jewel of Batman villains. He'll be brought in with great care and a lot of thought. And of course, when you're talking about the Joker, unfortunately, like uh, Heath Ledger's portrayal of the Joker in the Nolan verse is going to always come up into this. And the interviewer would actually then point out, you know, some feel Heath Ledger's performance was so iconic, it would be a mistake to try and do that character again so soon. And what Heller had actually said was, you know, I've written scenes for Julius Caesar and Mark Anthony and Cleopatra. So, well, that's a serious and valid note. You can't get into doing this without going there. That was a wonderful performance and, apart from everything else, wonderful makeup. And we should try to live up to that. It will be a different character. It's certainly not going to, it's going to be more Heath Ledger than Cesar Romero. But like I say, all of these people are real people with feelings and emotions and history and parents. I just want to build from that. And, you know, that's actually important. If we think about the amount of Jokers that we've actually been through, from the Adam West uh, series, uh, I hate when I actually call it the Adam West series, because it's not really the Adam West show, you know, it's... uh... Anyway, look, I won't get into that. Uh, You've got Chase Romero, who is in that as well. Then when you've got the... um... Mark Hamill, everyone seems like when they're talking about the Joker, like Mark Hamill is such an intricate part of that. I'm 35 years of age now. I grew up with Batman, the animated series, and Mark Hamill voicing that. In fact, I even remember when, in the early days of that, and this is going to show you how much of a nerd I am, Tim Curry did the initial voicing of the Joker. Um, So that'll show you actually how far I am and how how much of a nerd I am with all this. Um, The... That Mark Hamill's Joker is actually a huge part of it, especially that laugh. I mean, if you even think about Jack Nicholson's Joker and the laugh from the Tim Burton Batman movie from 1990, you know, that laugh is nothing compared to the mark that uh, Mark Hamill's laugh actually left. And you can see that that was actually incorporated into um, part of Heath Ledger's performance of the Joker, the maniacal nature of it. And it's something that like Hamill has continuously come back and do. Now, I'm not saying there haven't been other great uh, versions of voicing the Joker since then. Especially if you think about the animated movie of The Dark Knight Returns Part 1 and Part 2. Uh, again, amazing. If you haven't seen that animated uh, show, you should definitely go and check it out. Now, if you're one of those people who believes that the animated series and the animated movies are beneath you because you're an adult... That is your biggest mistake. Some of the richest material, and in fact some of the current universe has been born out of that. And I would suggest you go back and look at the work of Bruce Tim and Paul Dini and a whole heap of others who helmed this. And Kevin Conroy's voice as Batman, you know, that, that to me is Batman. You know, that's just, that's money right there. Complete and utter money. So, in anyway, so they go on in the interview um, with Bruno and he says, you know, likewise... Some think the Nolan movies were the best versions that we've had from the Batman universe. I would think the animated stuff is right where they're up there with it. But anyway, so with those having come out so recently, does that add some pressure that people will make unfair comparisons, especially in terms of visual presentation? And he said, you know, I'm not at all concerned, actually. You know, yeah, in that area, I would say in terms of what uh, Danny Cannon, who's the producer, and uh, David Stockton, who's the director of photography, are doing visually... Gotham will surpass the Batman movies. The movies are a very rigorous kind of Germanic take in that world. I'd actually agree with him on that. 
And he goes on to say, they're visually stunning, but not particularly visually pleasurable. I would say this is a much more on the street level of Gotham. There's more people, it's a more colourful place, it's a more vivid place, it's more crowded. And the inspiration for me and Danny was New York in the 70s, because we both remember that as a seminal moment, coming to the city for the first time. This is very much that kind of Gotham. And it also explains why they're actually shooting it in New York as well. Um, and he says, you know, it's intensely visual and three-dimensional and layered and gritty and dirty and sexy and dangerous. All the best adjectives in the world you can use to describe Gotham. Uh, and, you know, from that point of view, he says, it's easy for me to say, I just have to write the thing. Danny and David have to visualize it, but I think you'll see it's fabulous. And you can check out the full interview over on, Ent- on uh, Entertainment Weekly. There's already an article about this up on the website, GothamCityPodcast.com, so you can go and check it out up there. Um And you know what, I think one of the most interesting revelations from that interview was actually the point that the series could end with Bruce putting on the cowl for the first time as Batman. And you know what, when when Heller was talking about it, he said, you know, that might be something that's six or seven years down the line, hopefully he ends with. Um, You know, and he says, hopefully, I totally understand where he's coming from. Fox and their track record for cancelling TV shows after a first season. Uh, they recently did that with Almost Human. I've no idea what in the heck they were thinking, but uh, again, that's another TV show that I really, really enjoyed of. Uh, and just as a point of note with this, in terms of like how Gotham actually looks right now, if you have never listened to Kevin Smith's Fat Man on Batman podcast, I suggest you go and do it. You can check it out at smodcast.com, S-M-O-D-C-A-S-T.com. Check out um, episode number 51 called Shadow of the Bat, where Kevin and Paul Dini, who was part of the original animated series, um, what they do is they flesh out an entire Batman TV series based on the origins, like the early days of Bruce Wayne. And, you know, they, they did this in the wake of the original announcement of Gotham, which was going to be... There was no mention of Bruce's, uh, Bruce Wayne being in there or being a character in it that it was going to follow, follow almost uh, the comic book series, you know, Gotham PD, uh, which is amazing. If you've never seen that comic book, uh, you go up onto Comixology. They've recently just been bought by Amazon. You can get it there or you can get it in the DC comic book app, which you can find up on the iTunes store and also on Google Play. Um, you know what? That shows some really, really cool stuff that's actually going to be happening with that. And you know, the only other piece of news that I have around this uh, TV show from the last week was, um, you know, last week they were actually doing some of the principal photography and, uh, and everything else in New York, and there was an actual fire in a building nearby the set itself. Um, they had to basically have just, they, this is short, this is puff piece stuff that came out, it's only because Gotham just got an awful lot of shine this week, uh, British tabloid um, ass-wiping magazine slash newspaper uh, online junk uh, collector, as I call it, Daily Mail. Um, they basically were one of the few people that actually carried this. And uh, Splash actually had captured the photos from the set of Jada Pinkett Smith, who's got a sort of a very short pixie haircut with sort of a which is black with a red fringe, and she's wearing the um, the red sort of silky satiny dress as well. Um, you know, they said that the cast and crew had to shut down the production and leave the premises while fire crews dealt with the emergency situation. Firefighters extended a tall ladder to the top of the brick building where the, uh, so they could get access to the fire and put it out. It's not known the extent of the damage caused by the blaze. Again, this wasn't a fire on the set. And as you can tell by the hugely quality-filled reporting that I've just read out to you there, you know, it was an amazing story of nothing. It just was a great excuse for them to go and uh, use some pictures that were gathered by Splash News. 
But I think this is going to be a TV show that's going to stand up, and I think it's actually, I'm hoping that just based on the information they've put out so far, uh, and some of the images that they've put out, and what they've been talking about it, that they actually go and live up to that. This doesn't turn out to be Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., where you've got 13 episodes, so they find their feet, and then they actually decide to do a late tie-in to something else. I hope this is something which they give thought to and again this is dc being really aggressive let's not forget this is coming out in the fall same time in the fall arrow season three is going to be kicking off and that's just been going from strength to strength on the cw the cw also at the same time are going to be putting out the flash which is a spin-off out of arrow i mean that just shows the strength of that tv series that they're going to try and bring back the flash tv series anyone who doesn't remember the flash was a tv show in the i think it was the early 90s um, most people don't remember it i actually quite liked it and used to watch it as a kid um, fantastic TV show, but it's going to be great that they're bringing that character back into it. And then also, NBC have recently announced that they are going to be commissioning a TV series for Constantine. Anyone who doesn't know what that is, basically a couple of years ago, um, I think it was, there was a movie that was put out and it had Keanu Reeves in the in the title role for playing John Constantine. And this is going to actually be replacing uh, Dracula, I think. Word is, or rumour is, as it were, let's correct it and make it right, that it's maybe sitting into the slot that Dracula from uh, Jonathan Rhys Myers that used to... Uh, occupy so DC have got a really really strong lineup coming in this year uh, and again don't forget you've got Zack Snyder meanwhile in the background who's working away on the uh, Batman versus uh, Superman movie and also recently announced that he's going to be helming the Justice League movie too so you know what it's going to be a great boon time for fans of the Bat universe out there I'd love to know what your thoughts are and what your expectations are going to be for the show so far. And, you, know, you can send an email to GothamCityPodcast at gmail.com. You can also check it out on the Twitter, which is going to be GothamCityPod. At GothamCityPod is where you can actually go and find that. Uh, if you've got any... Uh, comments that you want to add in, you know, you'll be able to do that on the site itself, GothamCityPodcast.com. Once again, I want to say thanks for stopping by and checking out the premiere episode of the show. We'll catch you again next week. Same back time, same back channel. Gotham City Podcast, signing out.